at the 50 mile point, I felt fresh. Um, and then, you know, I felt fresh until it didn't feel fresh, which was about mile 85. <laughs> and, uh, the not wheels, so fresh feeling. <laughs> man, I, I was like a burning dumpster fire at mile 85, man. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to episode number 79 of the Run the Riot podcast. Yeah, 79. How cool is that? Man, time flies. Well, today on the podcast, we have a man by the name of Mr. Brad Taylor. Uh, You're going to enjoy my conversation with him. Brad lives in Texarkana, and uh, I never asked him if he lives on the Texas side or the Arkansas side. Hmm. I'll have to ask him when I see him again. <laughs> Brad and I met when uh, we were both running the Love It 100. Uh, we shared some miles together. I love that about our sport, man. You get to know people in the middle of a race. Um, we also visited uh, during the Washita 50 mile in Arkansas when I was crewing and pacing for my coach Cliff. Brad is a strong runner. He's a good dude. He's a friend. Brad also owns the FKT for Arkansas's famous Eagle Rock Loop. Hadn't done it yet, want to do it, heard it's awesome, and he's got the FKT on it. Um, We talk about his FKT experience, we talk about Arkansas Traveler, last man standing races, that he's participated in one of them. We talk about all kinds of stuff dealing with ultras. Man, you're really going to enjoy this podcast and getting to know Brad. Before we get started, I'm super excited to announce a new sponsor for the podcast, Exoskin. Exoskin is seamless athletic apparel, 100% made in the USA using their Patented rapid dry copper materials. Listen, the material is great at reducing friction and hates moisture. I wore a pair of their uh, Exo Toes uh, for the Love It 100, and I wore one pair of socks, one pair of shoes. We had creek crossing, stream crossings, the whole thing, and my feet finished the whole thing healthy. <laughs> Did really great. It also kills odor causing bacteria, the materials that are in it. And I tell you, you've heard me say on the Scott Coomer podcast where I interviewed him, um, I wore a pair of the shorts for a hundred miler and everything else that I wore because I sweat so much and it was hot. Everything just stunk except for my exoskin shorts. Amazing. I don't know how it works, but it's awesome. Uh, Exoskin apparel keeps you comfortable in all kinds of conditions. It reduces the risk of chafing, blisters, and hot spots. Man, they make a full range of of clothes you wear while running. They wear they, they make socks, the toe socks that I mentioned earlier, and the traditional socks. Compression arm and leg sleeves. I love their calf sleeves. Um, shorts, tights, shirts, and they just launched a liner short underwear um, that are getting rave reviews. I've got to try these out. Um, they're, they're comfortable and they're supposed to be really good uh, with performance. They have a two-way stretch waistband uh, that's that's new with seamless apparel. And this same waistband is going to be in a new version of their mid-compression shorts, which come out next week. Uh, I'm excited about those too. So if you go to the website, it's exoskin.us, www.exoskin.us. Use the code RUNTHERIOT at checkout and get a 20% discount on your entire order. Now listen to this. Every product is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Order it, wear it for 30 days. If you're not totally happy with the product, they'll give you a full refund. So again, that's www.exoskin.us and use the code RUNTHERIOT, R-U-N-T-H-E-R-I-O-T for a 20% discount. Let them know Run The Riot Podcast sent you. And we're also brought to you by Screaming Monkey. 
Yep, the Screaming Monkey 100 has become known as the preeminent race in North Louisiana. Um, This is on the Monkey Trails mountain bike course near Shreveport. It's got 11 miles of challenging hilly and technical single track. Uh, The race directors included another four and a half miles of perimeter, logging road, gravel, and pavement to make it a varied and interesting 15.5 mile loop. Runners can choose from their distances from 10K all the way up to 100 miles. Now listen, this is what makes this race special. It's nestled between an abandoned prison, a veteran cemetery, and a national chimpanzee museum. So while you're running the race, you can hear the chimps caterwauling during the race. That'll freak you out at two o'clock in the morning when you might fall asleep. Um, you can hear the, the calming tones of the bells when they chime at the cemetery and you can run through the shadows of an abandoned guard tower next to the prison. Really cool. To find the Screaming Monkey 100, you can look it up on ultrasignup.com. And listen, the only discount for this race is with the podcast. You use the code at checkout, run the riot, one, two, three, R-U-N-T-H-E-R-I-O-T, one, two, three, and enjoy the only discount available. It's 10% off of your entry. And lastly, Runner's World Tulsa. Uh, You coming through Tulsa and you need something, you need shoes, you need a pack, you need nutrition, whatever, you need anything with running, you don't even know what you need, you can ask them because they're all experienced runners, they will help you with what you need, Uh, go to Runner's World Tulsa. Tulsa. Uh, if you're not near there, you can go to www.runnersworldtulsa.com and check them out. All right. Last thing I want to ask of you is, man, some of you have been getting out and rating the podcast and, and leaving a uh, just a little information about the podcast, what you like about it, man. And I appreciate that. That helps with, with ratings and sponsors and all that fun stuff. And then um, there's also on the podcast site, www.runtheriot.run. Uh, you can click on a little Patreon link and if you want to, you know, throw a few bucks a month toward the podcast to help defray the costs and just partner with us, um, you can do that. And man, some of you have done that and it's been a, been a huge help and it just blesses my heart. So I just want to let you know, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart for partnering with the podcast. So, uh, I think that's all. Let's, let's get to the show now, man. Let's talk with my friend, Brad Taylor. So today on the Run the Riot podcast, we got a really strong runner, friend of mine who've gotten to visit with on some races, Mr. Brad Taylor. What's up, man? Hey, man. What's going on? I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man. So uh, so what's been going on with you? What you been up to, man? Running a little uh, bit of racing? What, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah, just doing a little bit of running here and there, you know, a few miles here or there every week, a little, little bit of racing, a lot of working, just, yeah. you know, being a fam- family guy and a working guy and a running guy, you know how it yeah. is. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, what my wife says when I, when I we, we see Walmsley doing his thing and he's just crushing it. And she said, you know what? She said, that's pretty good, but that doesn't impress me. She said, guys like you who work all week 
and have families and do all that stuff and still go out there and, and do, <laughs> do, do great on those races. She said, that impresses me. So I was like, well, all right. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We're not the guys that are getting paid, you know, to run for a living like he is. So yeah, we have to just fit it in as a hobby and try to excel at it. So yeah, I'm still pretty impressed by him, but you know, <laughs> oh, I am too. Don't get me wrong, man. Oh, that guy is unreal. I'll, I'll look at his runs on Strava and think, you know, man, if, if I had half that talent, dude, if I could do what he does in training for a race, I'd be, I'd be in good shape. <laughs> yeah. I think you have to move to Arizona though to be as good as he is. I think that's the secret to it. Yeah. So you packing packing your house up yet, man, or what? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm digging it over here in Arkansas. That's, yeah. There you go. Well, well. So, man. So, are you where are you from originally? I am actually from where I'm sitting right now, Texarkana, Arkansas. In fact, I grew up about a half mile from where I'm sitting in my own house. Uh, my parents lived about a half mile away. Um, that's so. cool. Never got out. I mean, I went to college, but I came back and set my roots with my family. And uh, maybe one of these days, once the kids are grown, I'll, we're, we're talking about venturing maybe somewhere a little more mountainous, a little more, uh, you know, better trails to run, stuff like that. Yeah, we kind of uh, we kind of had that, too, uh, talking about, you know kind of look on Zillow at land in Colorado and, you know, yeah. just be nice to be nice to have something like to be able to pull a camper and park it or build a little cabin out there to get away for a long weekend or something. Nah. I think a tiny house would be perfect, man. Just one of those little bitty, tiny 300 square foot house, just pack all my running gear in there, maybe a yeah. mountain bike and then boom, just live. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. The, 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 the older, how, how old are you, man? I'm 41. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm a little bit older. I'll be, I'll, I'll be 47 in, in September, but man, it seems like the older I get, the more I, I, I love simple, <laughs> just yes. simple, man. Just what, just oh, get rid man. of junk. Simple. Oh man. <laughs> I remember when I was in my twenties, it's about how much crap can I squeeze into this house? You know, <laughs> but like, I, I can't remember who said it. They said at some point, you know, the stuff you buy, the stuff you own ends up owning you. So yeah, the less stuff that you own, the better off you are. And I'm, man, I'm, as I get older, I really subscribe to that. Yeah. Unless it's running stuff. Then I don't mind. Oh yeah. Well, man, I gotta, you know, I gotta have 50 pairs of running shoes. What can I say? Yeah. At least. So, <laughs> so my wife, my wife's sitting over there and she just looked at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, well, we got good wives cause they let us, you know, let us do our, yes. Things. Yeah. We couldn't do it without them, man. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so man, so you, 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 you said you left, you went to college and you back in, te- back in Texarkana. So what did you go to college for? And, and, and how did that, you know, or did you, did you run? Were you a runner? I don't uh, know. I might've asked you this while we were running yeah, together, but I, I don't think you did. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Were well, you a runner uh, in high school or something or what'd you do? I actually, I ran a little bit in junior high. And okay. when I say a little bit, it was a little bit, I, I wasn't even really interested. I played, uh, I played baseball and football and those were kind of my things. And, okay. um, I did a little bit of the track. Uh, I ran the 800 and the mile. And, uh, one of the coaches told me I had some talent when it came to the mile, but I never really applied myself. Yeah. And, um, so when I got to college, you know, at that point it was all about academics, about trying to find a career. And so I started looking into law and then eventually that kind of changed into law enforcement. And, um, then I started partying and then I lost my yeah. academic scholarship yeah. And, yeah. and then I moved back to Texarkana. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, man, like growing up, um, you know, running was never a big part of my life. You know, that didn't really start until the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me, I mean, how did, I mean, I don't know what, what brought you to running or what, what were you, what were your hobbies before you, before you did this craziness that we do now? 
Uh, hobbies, man. You know, my hobbies have changed like crazy. Um, I got into golf for a little while. Cool. Um, you know, I got, I was always big into video games, probably till my mid thirties. Um, and you know, being into video games and things like that, all I did was sit around and yeah. I put on a lot of weight, um, I, at work, I moved up the corporate ladder. So I went from having a, a really physical job to having a, uh, you know, a desk job where I was in management and, uh, it led to a point where I was probably about 220 pounds, which is a far cry from what I am right now. Come on. And I knew well, you know, I knew something had to change, um, that, you know, I, about 2011, I really got into shape. I kind of hit one of those fitness fads. I started doing P90X and stuff like that. And I actually started running a little bit at that point. Yeah. And a friend of mine got me into obstacle course racing. So we started doing the tough mutters nice. and, uh, we, we did a couple of those and then took a, a lot of years off. And, uh, then I ended up in 2018 deciding, you know, Hey, I'm getting pretty big. Uh, my blood pressure was way up. I was just in poor health and I didn't want to, you know, leave this earth early and leave my kids and my wife behind. Yeah. So, uh, I started focusing on like getting better at running and being stronger to do obstacle course racing again. But when I started trail running to get ready for obstacle course, I was like, Holy crap, this is the best thing ever. And so I ditched the whole obstacle course thing and said, man, I'm actually kind of good at this trail running. And then you just started naturally flowing. I lost some weight. And next thing you know, I'm running pretty fast in the mountains. And that's how it kind of started. Nice. nice. So, so, uh, and yeah, people are listening and I mean, I a hundred percent relate, like, like the race I did this weekend. In fact, we're going to talk about that cause you need to go do that race. But anyway, cool. the race I did this weekend, um, um, like I, I was just looking forward to just putting my headphones on and zoning out and then just enjoying and being there. Like I, I, like I needed that with everything I got going on in my life right now. And so I don't know, the trails call. And I, so I don't know, I could definitely relate to that, man. <laughs> Well, and you know, there's, there's actually a little bit more of an aspect that I didn't really bring up. Um, you know, and you know, you talk to trail runners and everyone's got a story, right? You know, yeah, every, yeah. you've ran with hundreds of people. I've ran with hundreds of people, thousands of people. And we talk to these people and they all have these great stories to tell about how they got into it. Well, one of my, one of my big drivers was the fact that I've been dealing with depression since I was about 14 or 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just kind of a, I would, I would like to say, a. a, a you know, it's, it's almost heredity because it seems like it just goes generation to generation to my family. Yeah. And, um, you know, I fought with it and fought with it. I lost my father in a, in a bad accident in 2015. And that kind of worsened it for me because my dad was one of my best friends in the world. Yeah. And so when I started up in 2018 and just inadvertently trail running seemed to be the therapy that I needed that I couldn't mm-hmm. find anywhere else. You know, I mean, talking to people was great taking, pers- you know, I'd never was a big fan of taking the medication because it zombied me out. But once I hit the trails and I got out in nature and, you know, started seeing what I could do, man, it, it was just like, it, it was a total mind clearer. It, it, I'd never had clarity like that before. It was so amazing. Man, that's, that's, that's an awesome testimony. And like, like you said, a lot of people, when they discover that, and uh, I mean, Hey, if you got I understand, you know, you got to take medicine. Some, sometimes we have chemical things we got to deal with, but boy, if you can, if you can get on a trail instead of taking medicine every day, if you can run every day, man, that's, that's the way to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I call that my processing time, you know, just get out mm-hmm. there and, yeah. and I don't know, solve life's problems. Solve everybody's problems. Solve the world's problems, you know? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's just like, when you're out there running man, they, they just, you, you, you know, you think of everything in the world while you're running because your mind's free to just go in any direction you want it to go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, it's like, I do my best thinking when I'm out there on the trail. So, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so, so you, you, you found trail running, you doing it. What, how did you get into the actual racing of it? What was your first, you know, first trail race, man? Well, uh, how in the world did I get into <laughs> racing? Let's see. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, well, when I realized that I was actually pretty decent at running, people were telling me, Hey man, you're running like faster than I ever did. And you've only been doing this for how long? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not doing anything special. I'm just, you know, moving my feet in one direction. Yeah. And so I actually, I actually started out road racing around here. We have a, a big marathon or half marathon called run the line where you start in Texas and you run into Arkansas, then you're back into Texas. And I did it in 2018. Um, I went sub two hours and uh, then, then the next year I was like, okay, I want to try to improve that a little bit. So I think I improved from a 144 to a 137. Yeah. And then, um, last year, well, not COVID year, 2019, I'm sorry, it got canceled because of COVID last year, but 2019, I actually set my PR there, which was a 121. Nice. So I, you know, I got really serious about training for, yeah, for that one. That's a good, but, hand, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it took everything in me. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I didn't even realize trail racing was a thing. You know, I knew you could go run on trails, but I didn't realize people actually sign up to trail run. And then I ended up finding a race on, on a, on an internet search. I ended up finding uh, blaze trails. They put on some races over in Texas and it was the grasslands trail run. It was a marathon. And it was the very first marathon I ever ran. I've never ran that distance before. So I signed up for it, went over there. It was in uh, the Lyndon B. Johnson's grasslands park. And, uh, Ann and Chris over there, they're great RDs, Blaze Trails, if you ever get a chance to check out. And they do some stuff in Oklahoma. They got a hundred miler over there, not too far from you. Yeah. Um, they uh I went over there and I ended up getting second place in my first trail marathon. And then that that just solidified it, man. I'm like, everybody's like, Oh man, you did so great. And I'm like, Oh man, I did. Yeah. And uh and so and so from there, man, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm signing up for that race, that race, that race. And the next thing I know, you know, I'm like, well, you know, what's after a marathon? Obviously, everybody's talking about these ultra marathoners. What's that all about? Um, I had a friend, Amanda, who was a big ultra marathoner. I didn't even know what that was. And she's like, yeah, go try, go try a 50 K. And I'm like, oh, that's 31 miles. That's a long way. Yeah. And then it just, you know how it is. It just yeah, ramped up just from there. Drink the Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. It, and, and that's one of the things I wanted to, to, to point out that, you know, people listening, you really haven't been, been doing this you know, for very long and, uh, and you're out there, you know, you're crushing it, you know, you do it. It's just a, it's a gift and it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of cool when you, you see somebody like, you know, you, you're younger than I am. You know, we're not, we're not young guys. Like I wish I had started running a lot earlier, you know? Yeah. But, you and me both. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, Oh man, I just think what I'd be doing if I'd been doing this for, you know, started 10 years earlier, you know, but, right. uh, but it's really cool. Like you discovered a gift you've got, you know, like a, like a talent and, um, and I don't know, it's fun. It's fun watching people work that out and, and, and enjoy it. Like, you know, you and I met on, I love it. You know, of course I was, yes, eyeing you, I was eyeing you before, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> well, we, we, we can talk about it. Cause yeah, hey, we'll talk about that. Yeah. I talk about all my, you know, crash and burn and stuff. On yeah, yeah. We all, we all have it. It happens. So, but, but, you, but you and I met and cause I was, I was kind of eyeing you before. Cause I was like, Oh, this, this guy's, you know, uh, in fact, Cliff was like, Oh, guy, Brad Taylor, friend of mine's running. And, and I was like, okay. So I was looking, I was like, Oh man, he's a fast guy, you know, but what I love is, you know, like we're, we're competition, but like, 
we ended up running together, talking, right. chatting, having a good time and like kind of getting to know you on the trail. And I'm like, I like that guy, you know, he's, he's, a, yeah. he's, a, he's a good dude, you know? And then we were enjoying chatting so much. We, 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 we went off trail. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, it got some bonus miles. It's a bonus, bonus miles, miles, you know, and uh, had to, had to, had to catch up. Well, well, let's, let's go ahead and, and talk about that. I guess while we're okay. doing it. So, yeah. so we uh, love it. You know, we, we, we I had never, run I, I ran some of those trails a little bit but i heard you know yeah ankles of steel and an iron wheel it was is the right. tagline so um you know i was a little little intimidated and i had some some goals but um you know weather was kind of uh kind of funky so um you know i wasn't gonna push too hard but uh anyway you and i take off out there and we, we, <laughs> we missed the turn <laughs> and then and then we both kind of i don't know um for a little while i started to pick up my pace to get back i was getting kind of and i had to I think I said it out loud, like, okay, was done is done. Need to settle in. You did. You did. Okay. All right. You know, and I, I said it out loud for me and I guess you know, to, for you too. Cause yeah, I'm like I, I went whatever. Listen. <laughs> and you kind of did. Well, the funny thing about the funny thing about love it, man, was that, um, I was, uh, I was training for a race called the Jackalope jam. And if you're familiar with trail racing over Texas, it's like one of the premier, uh, racing series in, in Texas, you know, cause the great thing about living in Texarkana is, you know, we're right on the border between Texarkana and Arkansas. Yeah. And so I was training for their, uh, their timed event called the Jackalope jam. And the way that race works is you can pick your time. It goes from six hours all the way to 72 hours. Well, I wanted to do the 72 hours cause I'd never pushed myself to that, uh, that distance or that time limit running before. So I wanted yeah. to see what I could do. So I, you know, I trained, got my mileage way up and, um, at any rate, this, the, the big snowstorm hit us, you know, I mean, the crazy 21 inches that we've never seen in this area ever. I walked outside, felt like I was on another planet. Yeah. Um, but so nice. Jack Lope, yeah, it was. So Austin, it was down in the Austin area and they ended up catching all the ice and everything. So it basically shut the whole city down. So they had to cancel the race. So, you know, as you can imagine, you know, you've trained for races and especially around COVID, we know about the bombing effect of races getting canceled. And we tried, so, you know, we've trained so hard for them. So, um, I, st I got out there and I saw, I'm trying to remember who it was. I saw, I think it was Laura Kearns had posted. She was running the love it. And I'm like, Oh, that's next week. I can go be a late register for that. So, you know, and what sucks is man, I've been training for a flat, flat, flat race. So yeah, I, I yeah. wasn't really prepared for all that elevation that was going to get thrown at us with love it. But, you know, I was planning on doing around 250 miles of jackalope. So I'm like, what's 100 over here? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> so, so I, I, I get on there and I look through, you know, I sign up and then I look through the, through the entrant list and I see you on there and I'm like, okay. Cause I'd heard of you. I'm like, man, that guy's legit, you know, and it's probably going to be somebody that I'm going to have to, to, uh, either hook up with or try to beat. And, uh, yeah. And, and it was really cool that you and I met right when I got there. And yeah. then we, you know, we ended up running the first, what, 10 miles together until, yeah. you know, my brain fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's tough, man. It, we, you know, we, you fight, you fight those things, you know, cause we all have those urges and those, yeah, th those things that well up in you, man. And, and, you know, um, I've been there, man, you know, where you, oh, I gotta, I gotta, you know, gotta catch up or I gotta do this instead of just, just gotta run my race, you know, just let it, let it, let it flow, let it happen, you know, <laughs> man. And you did the right thing, you know, as soon as we were, I mean, I remember when we turned around, we got to that, that, uh, that asphalt road. Yeah, like, we got oh, to a road right. with nothing. Uh, like, not right. This is not right. <laughs> I'm glad I loaded you know? the Gaia app on my phone. And, <laughs> yes, and I'm glad you did too. <laughs> 
Well, you know, and the crazy thing was, man, right before the race started, I actually had the GPX file on my watch, but it was taking too long to load. So I aborted the mission. <laughs> so oh, man. If I had had that going, we would have never taken the wrong turn to begin with. But so it's your, it's your yeah. fault. Otherwise, I might have won. Yeah, it's my fault. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, you can blame it on me, man. Okay, all right. Because obviously I didn't win. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. what, so what happened? So Let's tell everybody what happened. Okay, so I remember you and I turned around, and I remember we, we beefed up the pace at that point. I guarantee we were running in the sevens. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we got back to the, we got back to the missed turn and we caught up with those other guys and we knew we had dropped some positions and then you using your brain, put it back into cruise control and slowed down thinking, okay, we still have 90 miles to go. And me, I'm like, I've got to get right back up there to the front. And so I'm, you know, hauling butts back to the, uh, aid station. I see my wife. She's like, where have you been? <laughs> like we got lost. And yes. so, you know, she's like, she's like, Oh, you're, you're not even on your pace anymore. And I'm not blaming you. At least she's sitting right over there. like, I'm not blaming you. It was not your fault. But then, yeah, you know, that I, up. make sure I get that straight. You know, and I remember we were coming out of that aid station. I remember you saying, good luck, man. <laughs> and you were, you were doing the right thing. You were getting, you know, you were getting hydrated and getting fueled and me. I was taken off and you know, about mile 38, um, it was right before we got to that FR. What was it? Um, I can't remember that aid yeah, station, yeah, but it was, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, it was, we were, I was leading the race. Uh, I managed to catch everybody and you would figure at that point, it's like, okay, cool. You're in the lead now. You can shut it down and, and, and take it easy. But even then I still, I, I guess my brain was just, man. Adre you, adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just one of those races where nothing went right, yeah. you know, and I wasn't hydrating correctly. I don't think I was uh, getting the calories in me like I needed. I definitely wasn't hydrating because about mile 38 before we hit that aid station, man, I felt something pop in my groin and it scared me because I'd never felt that feeling before. So yeah. I immediately went to thinking I had pulled my groin. So I just sat down, I let the next two guys pass me. And then I got up and went to the aid station and pulled myself because, you know, I didn't want to end. If I had it injured, I didn't want to make it worse. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, it, it turned out to be just a cramp. Hmm. And, um, you know, so I, I rebounded back from that pretty quickly, but man, it stung, you know, because I, I'm usually smarter than that. And, uh, but the good thing is, is that it gave me a lot to think about, you know, and I, and I, if we don't learn from our DNFs, then we really don't have any business being out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And, and, and it's not a, it's not a total loss. If, if you do like, like I, I guarantee you won't, I mean, you're a smart guy, so you won't do that again. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, absolutely not. In fact, it, you know, I made sure that going into the OT 50, uh, that we just ran two weeks ago, which I saw you and Cliff there. Yeah. I made sure that, uh, I went about that one all a whole different way, made sure my hydration was stayed better. And I, I went, you know, I used a totally different plan in that race and it paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like my, my, my DNF for, for Moab, the two, you know, two forty where I didn't get close to two forty. you know, I didn't right. get, uh, I was watching you the whole time. Yeah. You're doing that too. <laughs> yeah, man. And, but, but like, you know, I will, I, I would not make that mistake again. Like, um, you know, it, 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 Hey, if I do, you, you, come kick my butt, you know, it's like, right. I, you know, it's like, I, I may you know, have to get a, yeah. When you're up there trying to get, I might get a plane ticket, go up there and hang out with you. <laughs> dude, dude, ser seriously. Come I, You want to come pace, bro? Come on, man. I, I, I'd love it. I'm trying to get out here, all things lined up and stuff. If you, if you want to come spend some time in the man, desert, I would, I would love me, that. That'd be fun, man. I, I, Hey, yeah, this is an invitation, you know, okay, cool. podcast, well, yeah. I'm we'll, inviting we'll you. We'll talk about this. <laughs> okay. We'll yeah. talk about this some more. I, yeah. I like we'll talk about it. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an invitation. <laughs> if you want some stuff awesome. in the desert, come on. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, misery loves company. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, um, 
No, but yeah. So, you know, it happens and, and uh, you know, um, you know, you, you learn from it and, and just, you can't, you know, um, we have our pity parties. I think, I think it's a, I think it's okay to have a pity party for a little while because if it, if it doesn't sting, then it, it, it we shouldn't have been in the race. You know what I mean? Right. Like um, the, the races should have some, I don't know. We should have something invested in our races. I remember uh, I was out talking to Cliff since he's my coach, you know, about like, Hey man, I'm, uh, I'm debating to do this or this. And he's like, well, which one can you get excited about? I was like, Oh, that's a good question. You know, like, he's like that's true. You know? And, and so I kind of, I think about those things, you know, and, and got people that I coach, I ask them the same question. What can you get excited about? You know? And if yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. Yeah. No point doing the race. If you're not going to be excited about it. I mean, yeah. you know, it's got to have some kind of allure for you or yeah. else you're not going to be invested in it and you're not going to have the performance you want. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not enough for me to just to go to try to complete, man. I like to compete, you know, yeah. I, it's just who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's rewind a little bit. We, we, we went okay. forward to love it, but what was we your, did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all right. <laughs> we didn't have to be chronological. We were good. Um, yeah. So, so what was your, what was your first, um, your first hundred miler? That would be the, uh, in 2019, I did the Arkansas traveler. Nice. And, all right. Okay. Yeah. And so the way that kind of came to be, I wasn't ready for it. Um, well, I say <laughs> you that did good. You at did, the time, yeah, I did fine in the race. Um, but going into it, I was really nervous because I was thinking, okay, I really haven't done what I need to do to get to this race. I hadn't even ran hundred K at this point. I kind of just jumped the gun and went straight into a hundred miler off of a 50 miler. And, um, uh, I don't know. I looked at my wife and I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, at the time I was running in the, uh, in the aura series in Arkansas, I was in the, the ultra trail series and I was leading in the points. And, uh, the next race coming up was the, was the traveler. And I hadn't signed up for it because I didn't think I was ready. And I asked my wife, she's like, well, I had my class reunion that day. I don't know. Maybe not, maybe not. And then I looked at it and I'm like, Oh, well, it's full anyway. Never mind. I can't even get in. Well, then they sent out a, uh, a Facebook post saying that four spots had opened up. So I was like, okay, well, that's my sign. I got it. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So I signed up and uh, I hit up a few friends. I'm like, Hey guys, this is going to be a crazy undertaking. You know, I've never done this before. And I had like a bunch of friends, like we are there. So my crew assembled itself. <laughs> I had pacers. I was like, man, this is, this is great. And so, yeah, show up to the, to the Arkansas traveler and, um, and it, 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 it was a great race. Um, at the 50 mile point, I felt fresh. Um, and then, you know, I felt fresh until I didn't feel fresh, which was about mile 85. And, uh, the not wheels, so fresh feeling. Man, <laughs> man, I, I was like a burning dumpster fire at mile 85, man. Oh, my, my buddy, Mikey, he was, he was, uh, he was pacing me and, um, I, everything I passed looked like a chair and I'm like, man, I've got to sit down. I've got to sit down. This is, you know, and I went into it with a goal. I, it was a very lofty goal. I wanted to finish sub 20 hours. Um, that was, that was my beagle. I wanted to go sub 24 as my a goal. Uh, cause I knew I could complete it, man. I just had the feeling that I could at least push through. If I had to walk the last half, I would do it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Mikey, he, he did really well of, uh, you know, lifting my spirits and pulling me up physically. And he, I thought he was going to slap me a few times, <laughs> but yeah. And I was running around top 10 at that point. And, um, I ended up dropping to 20th cause the last 10 miles were just a, yes, man. I don't know if you've had a race like that where you just can't get your legs going and yeah. you, just, you just basically just crawl to the finish line. So until I got to about the last mile or 
Uh, yeah, have you done the traveler? Yeah, I've done it a couple times. Yeah. Okay, I thought you yeah. had done the traveler. So you remember when you're when you're coming up to the finish line, you hit that asphalt section. Yeah, and yeah. you have that you have that hill. Yeah. Oh man, Stupid Mikey. <laughs> yeah, I hate that hill. Yeah. Mikey, uh, Mikey said, "Man, don't look now, but you got a headlamp coming, man, and you're in 20th." I'm like, I do not want to lose top 20. <laughs> so I was like, "Man, we gotta go, we gotta go." And man, they say that every human being reserves emergency power for emergency situations. You know, that you have a little bit in you that can give you that burst. Well, man, I tapped into that burst at that point because man, we took off and that last four or 500 yards, however long it was to yeah, you yeah. go up the hill and then down the driveway. Yeah. Mikey looked down and he had PR'd on his watch, his 400, his 800. <laughs> man, nice. we, nice. man, we, we had done, I think we were running a 615 pace, man. It was the oh, hardest I'd ran all day. Uphill. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> ran into my wife's arms, started crying. I'm like, Oh man, I did it. I did a hundred miles, you know? And oh, it was the greatest feeling ever. It really was. It, isn't that a, it's, it's a hard feeling to explain to people when you go through it that. It's like you've been through war and you get home. You know, it's like, yeah. Man, it, I mean, seriously, it feels like your soul got sucked out of your body and put back in it at some point. It is just, man, a hundred finishing a hundred miler. It's just an insane feeling. And I really, I, I wish everybody could feel that feeling, man. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, the work that you put into it and the, just, just the grind, man. And, and, uh, the grind before and the end for the race itself. And, yeah. you know, after about 85. So what you're saying is you didn't negative split it. So it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> not unless we count that last 800 yeah, exactly. meters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so I got a story about the last 800 meters, you know, Daniel Arnold, I do. I know Daniel very well. So the yeah, first, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a good dude. Yeah. So he's uh, the first year I ran it and we, I, I think, I think we had met, we'd met before. And so we knew each other and uh, I came out, uh, came out of the woods and you know, that last little bit. And the, um, I didn't know who it was at first, but it was, it was a lady who said, uh, well, you're looking pretty fresh. I bet you could catch the guy ahead of you. And I didn't know it was him. So I was like, all right. So boy, I started humping. I saw their headlamps and, uh, I saw his pacer. I saw the pacer headlamp look back. And then I started, I saw him jumping up and down. <laughs> and so and when I got to the finish, uh, I didn't catch him, but I got there pretty, pretty close after and He was laying on the ground about dying. He's like, that was you. You about kill me, man. He's like, it was you motivated. Him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he he was kind of death marching. He was having a rough time until I, you know, I I was in the other shoes of of uh, what happened with you and your your guy. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Daniel's tough to beat, man. He's a you know he's he's solid, man. He's well, always been solid at the yeah, travel. Yeah, man. And in the, the next year when we both ran it, uh, yeah, yeah, he was. He's, well, I ran it. I ran it a month after uh, Tahoe. So I was. I was oh man, I, yeah. I, I, so yeah. You were probably he was, spent. He was, yeah, he was way up there, man, and he he won it. But he's he's. Yeah. He's a good dude. But, uh, so yeah, so you, you drank, you, you did your hundred miler and then like, there's something about when you finish your first, uh, where, I mean, you felt good about it and evidently you were ready to jump in the, you know, other stuff. Uh, what did you sign up next for after that? Cause I, I um, was your next one? That my, next, my next race after that was actually, it was, it was another race in the UTS series. It was the hot Springs national park, 18 milers. So it wasn't like a, a super long race. Um, yeah. and it, it did actually take me a couple of weeks to recover. Uh, you know, I remember, um, we, there was a race that a local trail race the next weekend called uh, run the rail, which is done in new Boston, Texas. And you're running an old railroad track line and you know, it's, they call it a trail race, but it's just flat dirt for 13 and a half miles. Yeah. And, um, 
I remember showing up to that and everybody's like, Oh, you're going to race it. I'm like, man, I can barely walk. And we're talking like a week later, <laughs> yeah. I was still limping with both legs. I pretty much needed a wheelchair. And so going into that, Oh wait, you know what? No, I'm, I'm wrong. I, okay. So I'd hit a stretch where I, I couldn't pass a race sign up without signing up for it. And, uh, and so I ended up doing in two weeks, I did the Costa tot, um, the Costa tot trail race, which is okay. a half marathon, uh, up in, weeks, yeah. off the Costa river. And I ended up coming in second place in that. A guy named Mark Riley, who lives up in Fayetteville, was the one who pulled it off. He let me lead for about 10 miles and clear out all the spider webs. And then we were getting close. And he's like, okay, I'll see you. And he just, boom, gone. So I'm like, man, you better be glad I ran a hundred miler two weeks ago. <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> well, there's something about that first, that first hundred miler. I mean, they all tough and you, you hurt after, but that first one, man, I, did your feet swell? No, actually, no. My feet, pretty- yeah, it was pretty wild. I never had to change socks or shoes. In fact, to this date, I have never once changed socks or shoes in any race. Um, I wear um, Njinji's. Mm-hmm. Those are the Njinji Ultras. They're super padded. And I've always been a fan of the Evo Speed Goats, man. I know you're an ultra guy, but man, I'm a hoka dude. Like, yeah, that's tried right, and that's true. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but man, the, the, the Evo Speed Goats have just, it seems like they took my foot and made a shoe for it. Yeah. And it, it just works. I did the only issues I had in the hundred miler that bothered me. Um, I had a lot of knee pain in uh, the back of my left knee and in the front of my right knee <laughs> and it, nothing ever came of it. I mean, they both yeah. healed up and I was able to go. So, yeah, well, it's, it was crazy. And I, and for hundred milers, I don't change my shoes either. Um, and, and for uh, Tahoe, I ended up changing it like right, like the last seven miles I changed my shoes cause they got wet and whatever. Right. But, um, but I, I wear the same, but for that first hundred miles, my feet, they swole up after they looked like, I don't know, look like, I, I don't know if you remember what a cabbage patch doll even is. Oh yeah. I know what a cabbage patch doll is. Yeah, yeah. man. They look, 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 look like that, but they, they haven't done it since. It's weird. I don't know. And I've heard of other people, their first hundred miler, their feet swell like that. I don't know. Didn't have any issue like that. That's no, I, I got a big old bruise on the, on my right knee. Like it just, it was just a gigantic bruise and I don't know where it came from. Not fall, you didn't fall or anything? No, I never <laughs> fell. Never hit anything. That's weird. I, I haven't. I don't know if something just kind of, you know, you put that kind of strain on something, just yeah. some blood vessels went crazy in there, but yeah, it, I didn't really have any long lasting issues from that. Well, one of the things that's, that's interesting when you run long like that is, is like you'll get pain like in a calf or, a, or, or your thigh or your, or something. And you're like, man, this really hurts. Like, I think I may have messed something up, but you kind of keep moving. And then like five miles later, it doesn't, hurt anymore it's like yeah what the heck was that you know it's it's inexplicable man because uh in december i did a last man standing uh down in about central louisiana uh cheneyville louisiana and uh it was you know covid was constantly canceling races i was supposed to do the brazos bin 100 yeah and um the, this guy hit me up on Facebook said, Hey man, I'm doing this last minute standing down at my house. Can be interested. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm in since my race got canceled and so i went down there and i'm, I'm serious we were like on lap three, you know, it was, it was backyard format, 4.1 miles. And we were on lap three and I'm like, my calves feel like they're going to die. <laughs> and, um, after the, it, and I couldn't explain it. And the next lap gone, the pain was completely gone. And I ran, ended up running 104 miles that day. And, nice, uh, nice. and my calves were perfectly fine through the rest of the event. It's really how, strange how that happens. How'd you like that last man standing? I hadn't done one of those yet. What, oh, what, man, what you, you got to do format? one. Man, I want you to do one. I, I would like to like, there's one, are you signed up for the one that's going on in, in Arkansas? No, the one in Cotter. No, I'm not. Um, I wish I was, but it's, mm. it's, um, it's 
coinciding with the possum's revenge 69 miler, which I'm running, which is in Grayford, Texas. It's a trot race. Um, I did the virtual version of this race last year on pavement, uh, 69 miles on pavement. Uh, Oh man, I'll, I'll never do that again. Yeah. Uh, That's man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) No, sir. (laughs) Man. When I got done with that, man, I was, Oh, uh, I I wouldn't, I didn't ever want to put shoes on pavement again for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So, but yeah, I'll be down there doing the 69 mile there. Um, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I've been training pretty hard for it. Uh, these next two weeks are some really high mileage weeks to get ready for that. Cause I've got the course record in mind. I'm going to try to get it. What's the terrain like on that one? Uh, it's, it's not too terrible. Uh, it's rocky in some spots, really runnable in others. There's not a lot of climb, I think in 69 miles, you get about 5,400 feet. So we're not okay. talking serious gain at all. Okay. So I think it's the only thing you have to put up with there is the heat and humidity. So, okay. yeah, you know, I, we, we haven't had a lot of heat so far this year. So, you know, I hope it doesn't just all of a sudden decide to be really hot at the end of May and the acclimation period was just shot out the window. So we'll see how it goes, man. It's going to be whoever can stay the most hydrated. Yeah. What's, what's the course record on it? I think 14 hours and 17 minutes. Okay. And so I think that's really achievable. I, I did the Tyler run the rose 108 K and just a shade over 11 hours. So that was 66 miles. So, All right. you know, I got, I'll have three hours to play with if I can match that performance. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be rooting for you, brother. Thanks uh, man. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so the uh, last man standing format, yeah. tell me, tell me how, how, the, how to, I don't know what plays in your head. Tell me what your strategy was. I want to want to hear about, you know, what you planned, what worked, what didn't work. And, yeah, yeah. It, it, man, it, that was one race that went 100% to plan. And I mean, afterwards Sweet. I just felt great. Um, you know, you got the, the full hour to run 4.1 miles. My target zone was about a 10 minute pace okay. uh, because that gave, that gave me roughly 15 minutes per lap to relax, get some calories in me, get some hydration in me. Yeah. Um, so that, that, I don't know. That worked out really well for me. Um, I, I ran with some people from Texarkana that went down there with me. Um, and then the way this one worked, um, there was prize money. So, mm. but the, but the, the part of or the, the, the catch was you had to actually make it to hundred miles to even qualify for the prize money. Okay. Um, so, so come mile 70, I'm the only one left. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, That's ridiculous. Yeah, everybody, so everybody else has dropped. So I've got, now I have 30 miles to run and, uh, and, and you know, you do them in these four, four mile increments and, yeah. and it's just, cause I wanted the money. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I can go yeah. all the way down there just to walk away with the title. So, you know, I'm running these last miles all by myself and, oh, that's you weird. know, yeah, it, but man, it was great. Cause you don't feel like you have to go that hard. Uh, yeah. it, and it, it, it seemed like it made it easier to run all the miles to take those 10, 15 minute breaks. Like you didn't need to do any walking. Um, yeah. I never had to do any walking. I was okay. able to, cause I think my moving time when I was all said and done was like 16 hours and 58 minutes, something like that. So, huh. you know, it was, it was, it was pretty cool to be able to, uh, to do that and not have to worry about, Oh, I'm staying at this aid station too long. You know, um, you know, I don't have to worry about these Hills coming up. It was just, it was pretty, pretty cool, man. And, um, I, I really want to take part in one. There's one coming up in, in down in Texas in November called the Texas BMF. And BMF is not, uh, it's, uh, I'm not going to tell you what that stands for. It's not family friendly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, It's a trot race. It's a trot race, no Texas race. And it's down, uh, it's going to be down at seven aisle ranch. 
And, um, yeah, there's going to be some hot shots with that one, man. It's, it, there's going to be some high, high mileage put up. We're talking, I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if it's big backyard numbers that's going to get put up. So wow. I'm going to go down there and see if I can't hang with some of the big boys. Dude. I, yeah. And that's, the, that's the thing, man. When you, when you, okay. If, like for you, you knew you had a goal, you were done, you know, you knew you had to get to 104 miles and you were done. So that kind of, you know, that play in your head, you were, you know, you, you knew you had a finish line. Right. And so, um, yeah, to, to keep going when you don't know, you know, you had 150 miles and you's pretty spent and things, weird things are hurting and you threw up a while ago or whatever. And you, you know, it's like, you know, like, does he look yeah, worse than me? You know, <laughs> that you see, and that's kind of what I want to experience in it is yeah. when you get to that point where it's just you and one other person or you and two other people and you're, you know, you're almost two days into this thing, you know, how, how is your body going to react? How are you going to adapt to the loss of sleep? You know, yeah. are you going to be able to eat? I mean, there's, yeah. there's so much that I, I want to experiment with yeah. uh, to see what I'm truly made of. And I think an event like that kind of gives you that, that capability. And I mean, I, I don't know, cause I've never done a 200 miler like you have. Uh, but like, so when you're doing a 200 miler, is it kind of the same way for you where you just feel like you're pushing yourself beyond the limits that you didn't know existed or yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the weirdest thing. And, and, you know, you, you learn from it. Uh, I mean, learn how to, in the two, like the thing about a 200 miler is you can plan sleep, you know, but I didn't, I didn't want to sleep too much. I wanted to push, I wanted to, and I probably should have planned a little bit. And I think I would guess, man, in those backyard ones, you know, I, I would take five minutes, five minute naps. Like, give me, you know, put something in my mouth and take a five minute nap, you know, and then grab some food to go or something. I don't know. I think, I think yeah, I, later, was, I was doing that. I was definitely doing yeah. that. Uh, those last few rounds when it was just me. Yeah. Um, I did, they actually had this pool house with a couch in it. So it was like, what? Oh man. So dangerous, yeah. Bro. It's dangerous. I, oh, very dangerous. <laughs> you know, luckily I had some crew there that were like, Hey dude, you got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get to the line. And I'm like, no, no, give me 10 more minutes. I'm like, just give me 10 more minutes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I think, you know, if you take those little five minute cat naps yeah. as a, you know, you, you'll be fine. That's, that's yeah. another thing, you know, eventually I would like to do the 200 plus races and, and see. You need to, man. You, you, I think, I think, I think you'd love it. And, uh, just seeing like, you know, you signing up for a 72 hour and stuff, man, I think, I think you'd love it. And, uh, so that's a good excuse to come practice, to come see what it's all about, man. Come to Moab, come to any, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you're not going to have to twist my arm. Bro. All right. All right. Your, your wife's probably over there. <laughs> Tell him to shut up. It's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, but, um, um, no man. Uh, but that's, I, I definitely want to get in on one of those and just my, wife, to. my wife's like, that's the dumbest thing ever. And she, she said, I don't no, know if I can so crew fun. you for that. I was like, <laughs> but, well, uh, and if you sign up one if you sign up for one with the prize money like the texas bmf actually has a thousand dollar first prize so yeah. that gives you a little more incentive to push a little harder than you might just for a buckle you know yeah man yeah i don't know buckles are pretty cool but buckles are cool man oh man no I, I definitely need to get that get do that on you know i don't know the i think i think i got it where i could i think i might be open where i could do the one in arkansas it's not full yet um I need to see, but anyway. I'll bet it's not, I bet it's not, but I can't, I can't get too crazy with it because, uh, because I have, you know, everything's pointing to the two hundreds. So I, I don't right, right. get out there and, and hurt myself. So anyway, no, we'll, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, um, so when is your, you got the possums revenge and then I'm, I'm looking right now, I'm looking at your ultra sign up. Is there anything you signed up for that's not on here yet? Um, you've got, habanero, yes, yes. Right? Okay. Yeah, man. Habanero. I'm, man, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That one's, that one is nerve wracking. 
That is not an easy race, but yes, I do actually, uh, I'm going to be racing the full moon 50 K and I'm oh, going to be using that. I'll be using that as a training run for Habanero because I, have you done full moon? Yeah. I've done it a couple of yeah. times, man. So it's, 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 it's hot, it's, it's hot it's and hot. humid, man. People puking yeah. all over the sides of the trail. And yeah. That, that was actually my very first ultra was the full moon. Oh, 50K. Really? Nice. Yeah. And so I made it, you know, I, I thought I was doing great. I was running in the top five for most of the day and I get down and, um, about mile 24, I realized, man, it, 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 I tried to hydrate to the best of my ability, but still I pulled two cramps in my hamstrings and it took me to the ground. I was screaming and I thought, I'm never going to run up for a race again. <laughs> Ultra running is stupid. Yeah. But, and then I had a buddy of mine named Michael Woods. Uh, he, he's since moved to Idaho, but he stopped and said, man, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I'm dying. <laughs> But he got me up and he actually sacrificed a few spots to get me back going again. And uh, he ended up finishing ahead of me. And that was actually his first 50 K too. And since then, man, me and him are like awesome friends. I mean, it, it's cool how that kind of stuff happens in the ultra community, how it's not like road running where you, you, you hurdle the guy that fell. We actually stop yeah. and help them up and make sure that they're good to go. Yeah. And it, you know, make some great friendships. I mean, I mean, look at us, man, me and Cliff, yeah. you know, it, I've, I've met so many friends through this running endeavors. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's cool. But yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's you a talk great about, race. yeah, but you talk, yeah. So I did the full moon and that's going to be a training run for Habanero. Um, Habanero is going to be a scary one. Uh, I don't, are you familiar with that one at all? I, I've, I've, I've heard of it, but I don't, I mean, it's Habanero. So I'm guessing yeah. it's pretty hot out there. Is it pretty exposed? It's, it's extremely exposed. So it's yeah. a seven hour, seven aisle ranch, same place. The Texas BNF is going to be held. Um, but it's, it's going to be a little bit different course. They have a lot of different trail out there. And this one's going to be a, a good chunk of it's in sand. Mm -hmm. uh, the race starts at high noon. So you're looking at, you know, hundred plus temps, Texas sun, no trees, hundred percent humidity. So, I mean, it's the worst of all worlds. And uh, <laughs> so it, it basically just becomes a fight of, can you keep enough hydration and calories in you and outlast, you know, it's, it's all about a pacing game. Yeah. You can't go too hard. I think the course record on that one is only like 21 hours somewhere in there. Oh, wow. So it's, it, it's, it's super flat. And you think when you think super flat, you're thinking, Oh man, that's a 13 hour course, you know, no, yeah. not with this one. Yeah. yeah. You, you try to go 13 hours to die. <laughs> yeah. Is, so you said, is it loop, loop horse? It is a six mile loop. So I think you do oh, it 16 wow. times. Yeah. So you, okay. you get to see a lot of the same terrain over and over again. So that in itself is a, is a, is a mental thing, psychological and then, battle. And then get to the start finish, uh, feeling like garbage, knowing you can you know, turn in your chip and get out of there, man. That's, yeah. And you're, you can see easy. your car, <laughs> <laughs> yes, your car with the air condition. And, you know, right. like, oh, Fill man. that car up with ice. I'm fixing to hop. <laughs> yeah, no, that, 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 that's, that'd be a good challenge, man. Um, but I have a, I have another race after that, which I'm really excited for is the Barkley fall classic. I somehow managed to get into that one. I saw that yeah. man. Yeah. So, so are do you, do you have dreams of, of doing the, the, the Barkley? The Barkley? <laughs> man, there's times know, when I think there's times when I think, Oh, how cool would that be to actually be one of the guys who try, but then you see the finishing rate on that. And you're like, why even give that a shot, man? Cause <laughs> I mean, even, even these elite guys, I mean, you got Courtney Dewalter going out there and, and, and not even being able to make it to the fun run last year. I mean, or this, this one that just yeah. happened. Yeah. So I don't know, man, it, that's something you're going to have to ask me again after I finish the Barkley Fall okay, Classic, okay. I think. <laughs> so, 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 Habanero, what about what about uh, do do you have aspirations in the future of of, of maybe doing uh, Badwater? Oh, man, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I think due to it being mostly on pavement, that's you know, true. running the white line, it's 
there's nothing alluring about that race to me. I know, you know, you're considered a, a total maniac if you complete it. So that, again, that if I get through Habanero, that might be one that I, that I'll think, okay, you know, if I, if I did this well in Habanero, I'd probably do yeah. pretty well at, at Badwater. I, 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 um, I, now I've interviewed quite, I have some friends that have done it and I've interviewed some, some people that have asked me to go crew. If, if like, if I was interested in doing it and I'm like, man, get somebody that that's interested in doing it. Cause that gives you points toward, you know, getting in and right uh, right now, like, Oh, every now and then I get that little, like, Oh man, it'd be kind of awesome. But I don't know, man, that's, that's hot. <laughs> and, man, and it's pavement, you know? I read Dean Carnaz's book and he talked about the first time he did bad water and he's on the side of the road, puking, going out of both ends, just right there on the pavement. And he ends up blacking out and waking up in a hotel room. I'm like, nothing about that. Sounds yes. like- <laughs> yay. <laughs> Let's go die. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. I just, and I, I love, I love the mountains. I love, you know, get me on some single track in the mountains. Yes. And um, that's, yeah, that and that's kind of why like I'm drawn to it to the a lot of the two hundreds and stuff like that. Right. They're all and then you got, you know, um Bigfoot is is a point to point, Tahoe's a big loop, Moab's a, a you know, big loop. So that's that's good stuff, man, you know. Man, yeah. I gotta admit I'm envious, man. It's it, you know, cause that was definitely gonna be on my bucket list one hundred percent to hit that triple crown. Yeah, you need you need to. You it's a type type of guy you are, man. That's, that's right. Great. So so buck let's talk bucket list. All right. So okay. so uh I don't know, 200 miles. Yeah. 100%. All right. Sweet. What what else? What else you got? Okay. So I I actually have this one thing I want to do and I'm I'm looking at maybe doing it next year and it's stupid. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous, (laughs) Um, but you know, I've sat here, I like it already. (laughs) I've sat here and complained about pavement. You know, I never want to run on pavement, but I've got this stupid scheme in my head that I want to run from Memphis, Tennessee, back to Texarkana and completely go across Arkansas and I want to do it in under four days. Um, I want to try right. to make an event where, um, I get some sponsorship. I want to do it for charity and yeah. I want to get You know, I want to get a lot of, uh, I want to get a lot, I raise a lot of money here. You know, I want to, I want to do something good. I've got a couple of different charities in mind. Uh, yeah. some people that I've talked to who there's a couple of people that are willing to sponsor this endeavor. So that's going to be something I'm looking at. So, um, yeah, it's on the road. But I think if doing it for the right reasons, I think yeah. I'll definitely be behind it 100%. Plus, I've got a boatload of, uh, of support from around here, some people who want to help me, you know, yeah. get through it. But yeah, right. so that's one. So, but yeah, definitely the Triple Crown. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to get into Western states every year. I think we all are doing that. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, I'm going to try then, to get in again. So <laughs> yeah. see, you're one of the lucky ones. Didn't you say you got in on your second? Yeah. Attempt? Second one, dude. So, so, yeah. yeah. I hate, I almost hate saying that, but it's kind of like, I, I didn't have, no, that's to cool, man. I, <laughs> yeah, I would totally brag. You know what you know? They've changed the rules now. So it makes it a little bit more difficult now that if you want to, you don't have to put in for it every year. So, yeah. which is kind of yeah, cool. That, if you have a, I mean, yeah, it makes it something more, else, but it does. But yeah, and it, it makes it, it more inclusive, but at the same time, it makes it a little harder for us that are, you know, going year after year trying to get in. Yeah. But, uh, man, I think actually all my bucket list items is just like what you've done. <laughs> now that I think <laughs> about it, because <laughs> like, I definitely want to go check out the hurt 100. Cause then you say you've done that one too. No, no, I, I, I okay. I knew you lived I, in, I, okay. Yeah. I, I lived had. in Hawaii and I've hiked it and man, I, I've hiked that trail and dude, yeah, it's, that's you know, humidity. You talk about humidity oh, and, yeah. and mud and, and heat. Um, that's, I wouldn't say it's on my bucket list, but, but boy, I wouldn't mind going spend a week in Hawaii and get to run the hurt or try to run the hurt 100, you know, yeah. I, I, I would, I would jump at the chance. So, um, 
it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's there. So, um, so, so what else, any, any other, uh, any other did just, well, um, yeah, man, there, there's like a list of hundred miles, a hundred miles long, you know, yeah, yeah. that I would love to go do, you know, yeah. but you know, you're, you only have finite resources and a finite amount of time. So, yeah. um, I, I think as I accomplish more, my mm-hmm. bucket list will kind of expand or it will actually, yeah. you know, filter down to the stuff that's really cool. You know, races like hard rock, hard rock and Wasatch look really cool. Um, you know, yeah. That's good stuff, man. Oh, we need to talk about, um, so, um, you know, COVID season, uh, turned into FKT season. Ah, yes, it did. And so <laughs> you had a, you had a, a marathon. You were, uh, was it Houston marathon? You said you were training for. Yeah. Yeah. I was training for the, well, and that, that one actually happened. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, I was actually training for all kinds of stuff, man. Cause after, okay. you know, we talked about it after that, that 100, I finished that 100. Like I'm going to sign up for everything <laughs> in 2020. And I did, I signed up for the Brazos bin hundred K I signed up for the Brazos bin 100 miler. I was trying to get that Texas two-step buckle they have. I signed up for a traveler again. I signed up for oh, man. I, there was a ton grasslands 50 miler and just all of a sudden everything felt like dominoes. Everything got canceled. So yeah. So you decided I'm going to go do this, uh, this nice little trail and I haven't hiked the trail yet. I've been wanting that's it's on my list of just to go out and run it or, or hike it and camp it. But you, you went out and uh, decided you were going to run the Eagle rock loop as fast as you can. So tell me, tell me about your, your, your logistical preparation for that, man. Had you hiked? Okay. It before? Well, yeah, I've actually, okay. before I got all into running, I actually did hike a lot and, okay. um, I, I hit the Eagle rock loop. I hiked it, I think three or four times. Okay. Uh, just, just, I did two times with a group and then I did it a couple times solo and I thought, man, it would be kind of fun. Once I started running, I'm like, it would be fun to run this thing. So actually before COVID hit, I went out and I did attempt to run out there and, uh, I did run it, but it was slow. Um, some guy said, Hey man, you might've been the fastest ever do that. There's a fastest known time website you need to go check out. And I'm like, okay, I'll go look. And I look and I'm like, nah, man, I'm not even close. (laughs) Like some guy had finished it and just a hair over five hours. And I'm like, man, there's no way anyone could ever do that trail faster than five hours. And so, you know, COVID started hitting the fan. I actually was training really hard for the Houston marathon. Um, I, I, I wanted to Boston qualify. I don't know why <laughs> I just kind of wanted to say, it's, I did it's it. a good, it's a good, uh, good goal. Yeah, so I, um, I trained really hard for Boston and this was a couple of months after the, the, the traveler, you know, I kind of kicked it in the road for a little bit and I actually went down to Houston and ran a 257 marathon. So I was like, okay, well, I'm, I, my fitness level is really high right now. My VO two max was up. I was, uh, doing a lot of speed work. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm feeling pretty strong. Well, word had gotten out that I was going to attempt an FKT at Eagle Rock loop. Uh, well, somebody contacted me and said, Hey man, we're looking at putting on a race there. Would you be interested in coming down and doing your FKT attempt during this race? And I'm like, well, you know what? Sure. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure how legit this race was as far as permitting and it, cause it was a very small. <laughs> it's event. Sketchy. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I'll tell you, it, it was different, man. It was some college kids. And I was okay. like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll come down. And and so when we started, there was only four of us doing the actual full loop. Yeah. And, um, and so the race started and I took off. And then, you know, I, uh, as far as logistics were concerned, I wanted to do it unsupported. Um, okay. I wanted to take care of myself. Um, I told them that I wouldn't be using any of their aid stations, that I, I totally wanted to just uh, uh, put everything in my pack because I feel like an unsupported holds a little more weight than a supported or, you know, a self-supported. Yeah. And, um, 
So I took off. And one of the great things was I actually outran all their aid stations. So they, they didn't get to their aid station to get them set up. <laughs> That's good. You weren't relying on that, man. <laughs> yeah. So I was feeling really great that day, man. I got to move in it. And, you know, I don't know how many people are familiar with the Eagle Rock Loop, uh, but it's basically three trails. You have the uh, Little Missouri Trail, which is the majority of it. You have the Viles Branch Trail, which is about three and a half miles of it. And then you have the really tough part of the trail, which is the Athens Big Fork. And anyone who is familiar with Athens Big Fork, they actually hold a marathon there once a year. Um, and it, it's one of the hardest marathons in the country. I did it this year and I will uh, you know, I will tell you that, man, and Cliff can tell you too, cause he actually raced it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. race it. Um, I actually went out there with my friend Rose. Uh, it was her first time. Um, it was her first trail race. Broke her in no, and I broke her. I, I did not sign her up for okay. the trail race. Uh, she, she's like, yeah, that's the one I'm going to do. I'm like, are you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, so I kind of hung out with her and my buddy, Adam, he jumped in there and we kind of, we kind of got her through it. Uh, but if you've ever done the ABF, you know, it's hard. It's, it's uh, eight mountains that you go over and then you come back. So, but with the, it's, it's ridiculously difficult because these are not switchback mountains. These are up and down. Yeah. That's before they so, discovered switchbacks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Whoever invented that trail was a sadist, you know, they, they or a masochist either way. Yeah. Uh, but so, so it, at any rate, the um, ERL incorporates six of those mountains. So, you know, fortunately, you only have to do them once. But you end up with about 4,500 feet of gain when it's all said and done. And you get the majority of the gain just in that mountainous section. Yeah. Um, so I was feeling pretty good. We got, uh, we, I, I think I got a four-mile warm-up. Then I got the ABF section. I hit it harder than I ever hit it before. Um, ran up them a little further before I kicked in the power hiking than I usually do. And then I bombed the ever-loving crap out of them going down them. Uh, and then... Uh, you know, I, I got to about five miles to go and I was feeling that, you know, I'd really exerted myself and I looked down at my watch and I said, Holy crap, I'm going to come in sub five. I ended up with a 442 when I finished. Nice. nice. So I, I, I obliterated the record. Um, and it still stands to this day. And I'm kind of shocked by that. Cause I, I was, I was feeling that I was figuring that somebody, cause I know there's a couple of trail runners in Arkansas who could probably go, uh, blow that thing out of the water. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's fun to have it, man. It's cool to say, you know, I've got me a FKT on a pretty tough trail. So I heard you telling the story, uh, you guys were out on the trail and, um, out, I guess maybe for ABF or for something, I don't remember. And somebody asked if, if, if y'all knew a guy named Brad Taylor or something, <laughs> you got to <laughs> so, tell yeah, that man, story, so, man. That's too cool. Okay. Yeah. So it was the last time I went out there. It was just a couple of weeks ago. I don't know, about a month ago, uh, a couple of, uh, there's a guy in town that's, uh, he was a really good collegiate runner he wanted to go, uh, he wanted to come up and do some trail running. So I was like, Hey, let's go do the, uh, let's go do the ERL. We'll do the whole thing. So this would be my third time running it completely. Oh no, fourth time, fourth time. I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, so me and a couple of guys, we got up there. And uh, I got ahead of a lot of people and I got down to a river crossing. So I was waiting for everybody to get there. And while I was sitting there in the river, uh, these two hikers were standing there and the guy goes, Hey man, you're running the trail. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're doing the whole thing. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, man, uh, have you ever heard of that Brad Taylor guy? He's the fastest guy ever done it. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, I've known that guy for about 41 years. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a loser. <laughs> That's all. He looks a lot like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, so I told him, yeah, man. I was, That's me, man. I'm 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 out here running all the time. He's like, oh man, that's awesome. I've heard a lot about you, and I'm like, man, I don't know what you've been reading. <laughs> that's, that, no, that's cool, man. That's, that's cool. That's that's awesome. That's funny. Uh, it, it makes you feel weird when you're like, oh yeah, but yeah, it does. Hey, you, you earned it, bro. You earned it. Yeah, you know? it's good. Yeah. That, 
people tell you, man, that trail's that trail's tough to hike. So well, so running it's a whole other animal. I hear it's pretty pretty technical, and some, some sections have some pretty good. Uh, you got to do some bouldering, maybe a little bit. And yeah, it, it's not quite like what we did at Pinnacle a couple weeks ago, Pinnacle okay. Mountain, yeah. uh, which you know you you got fortunate. You got to miss that. Yeah, that yeah. I saw the pictures. The though. I'm gonna go back. And I would hike say it. fortunate. I would say fortunate. It was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, uh, but. But yeah, there's a lot of technical spots on that trail, a lot of rocks. Um, you have to be very, very careful or you'll end up, you know, there's some scree in some of the, the portions where you could slide off about the, the, the side of the mountain. Um, I had a friend that, that uh, went over actually is a 16 year old kid that I'm kind of working with and he slid off the mountain. I had to go save him. That was a scary moment. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of places on that trail that you got to be careful. Um, if it rains, the water can come up in a heartbeat and you're stuck and, you know, I've crossed some pretty unsafe crossings there before, but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely not a walk in the park. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of one of those things like, kind of like, I don't know. Well, like when you go do the rim to rim to rim, like do your homework before you go go out there, you know, and check the weather, right. check the, you know, make sure, you, you know, you got what you, you know, you got a plan down. So. Well, yeah. And, you know, I would say, you know, you, you need to know where you're going out there because that trail, if you don't know where you're going, it's easy to take the wrong turn. Kind of like we did. <laughs> Put, load the GPX on your watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know, Matt Pruitt, he's a really good runner from Arkansas. So. No. He actually went out there and tried to, uh, to take the FKT and he almost succeeded, but he got lost. Uh, oh, so I, I told him that, you know, Hey man, go out there and try again. I really do want somebody to beat it because I want to go back and do it again. You know, yeah. I feel like one of the things that kind of hurt me in my FKT was the fact I've been doing so much flat ground road running that I really didn't have my, my climbing legs on. Yeah. And so that was the portion that hurt me. I feel like if I had some climbing legs on with the, uh, you know, with all the speed and, and threshold and tempo work I've been doing that I, I probably could have shaved some more minutes off of it. What do you think? I mean, you got it at four forty two. What do you think's possible out there, man? What do you, what do you think? I think it, man, I think it depends on who runs it. Yeah. Uh, I know it, it at the ABF marathon this year, you know, it's about the same length as that, as that trail, but you're doing a whole lot more mountains. I know TJ David from Colorado ran a four Oh five, which I do not even understand. And what I saw him when he passed me and he ran up the mountain like a gazelle and, uh, you know, which, which blows my mind. Cause the dude has legs like tree trunks, you know, cause I, I think everybody from Colorado has to have legs like tree trunks. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and he, uh, you know, I think if somebody like his caliber, I, I would say even a couple people from Arkansas, like, uh, I don't know if you saw the, the kid that won the hundred K at love it, Preston Cates. Did you see that? That, that dude kid, he's flying dude and eight twelve. Uh, he could probably run sub four. He could do sub four out there if he went out there and tried, wow. I, I, you know, I, I think you got, you know, I don't think that an average person could go out there and beat me, but I think if you take one of the elite guys from around here, they could totally demolish it. But like I said, I'd love for some people, I'd love for somebody to go give it a shot. Yeah. Well, somebody, somebody just go beat you by like a minute to get you back out there, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you know it. Yeah. In a heartbeat, man. I would be like, okay, I've got to train a little extra harder and I'm going to go out there and do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, speaking of technical trails and I'll, I'll give a shout out to the uh, flat rock. Uh, I went to the flat rock, flat rock 50 K in independence, Kansas. It's, it's about an hour and a half North of us. Yeah. Um, technical trail. You wouldn't, you would like a lot of rocks, um, some, some rock formations you run through and stuff really really fun race man i had a blast out there I, I, anyway i just had i had fun the 50k is an out and back and they have the 101k that's a double out and back and they they have a winter version too you i think you'd like i think you'd like it you probably do really well on it too that sounds like my cup of tea man that's the kind of stuff i like running yeah for sure. a, a lot a lot of sections reminded me of love it with a uh the even 
some even more technical and more rocks than, than love it in some sections, man. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was fun, man. I had a blast out there. One of the guys that met me at two different aid stations was like, dude, you just smiling out here. And I was, I was having a blast. You know, just wasn't pushing It's fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. When the course, man, when the course is fun, I don't care how much it hurts, man. It's, 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 it's just fun. I mean, you can't help but to smile even when you're hurting, you know, when you're running a really awesome course, That's kind of one of the things where, you know, as I get a little bit older and maybe get some of my kids out of the house, you know, because I've still got three kids living in the house, you know, it puts a little hamper on the wallet. Yeah. You know, maybe I can uh, branch out and go see some of these really awesome trails because, you know, I'm kind of limited about where I could drive, which, you know, Kansas wouldn't be that that much of a stretch for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, put, 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 put that on your, on your, I'm going to have to get a good training race and whatever. (laughs) It's good. Good stuff. That sounds like fine, man. I'd love to go do that. Yeah, Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, man, uh, any other FKTs that you, that you, I mean, it sounds like you, you, you're right at home with Eagle rock, but is there any others around there that, that, uh, well, I, I actually held one for uh, about 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that, brother? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was actually in Oklahoma. It was uh, Beaver's Bend. The, uh, uh, I don't oh, what's know it called? Where is it? The Beaver's Bend. It's down there. Uh, it's by, um, uh, it's in the southeast corner. Yeah, my yeah. Wife just, the Arbuckle, my wife just uh... knocked my phone. Yeah, it's in the, it's in the southeast corner Okay. Uh, down there. And it's actually in the Washita's. And there's a, there's a trail called the skyline trail and it's a loop uh, that you have to incorporate a little bit of road to make it a loop, but it's about an eight mile loop. Well, my friend Adam and I went out there and just, we, we didn't even really give it a heck of an effort. We just kind of, you know, jacked around a little bit just to have fun with it. Uh, but we got it done and I got to look and then I'm like, Oh, nobody submitted anything for this. So I went out there and submitted an FKT. Well, then I guess that sent out the bugle call because then every <laughs> single trail runner, you had guys that can, you know, blow away an eight mile run with some elevation and they went out there and, and smoked it. But uh, Adam's actually been out there uh, training cause he's, he's coming back off the road to trail run. He's going to race possums with us. Nice. And uh, he actually went out there. So we kind of have some goals. We, he and I would like to try to take the, the FKT back on Skyline. Um, there was some. Uh, I was actually looking at uh, what, what Fawn did with the uh, with the OT, with the whole OT man. That was amazing, and that is definitely something that I would love to give a shot. Yeah, um, but there, there, there's one more um, that I was actually going to do um, in place of Brazos 100, but that last man standing came up. I was actually going to try to set the FKT on the Northeast Texas Trail. Uh, which is it's a 130 mile trail starting in Farmersville, Texas, and goes all the way to New Boston, Texas, and it's just an old rail line, so it's pretty flat. But yeah, there's lots of obstacles in your way. There's burned out bridges. You have to figure out ways to get around, and um, you know it's it's a there's not a lot of uh, access for um, you know for supplies, so you have yeah. to really really plan it to to get it to happen. Right now, there's a guy named Chris Kerner who has the FKT, and it's it's very, very attainable. I think he's got it in like 38 hours or something like that. So yeah, I think, right. I think a 24 hour efforts definitely within the realm of possibility, nice. something I'm definitely going to be looking at down the road. Sweet. You know what I noticed? Uh, Eagle rock loop. Um, I don't think there's a female FKT on it right now. Or, or is there not? I, I don't, or it's pretty high. I, I remember like thinking that's, that's low hanging fruit right there. Uh, it's looking at I think, it. Yeah. I think it's like 10 hours. Um, and what's yeah. funny is that you mentioned that it's just the other day, my friend Rose, the one who did the, the ABF race, um, she's talking about wanting to okay. get the FKT out there. Nice. So, um, I could, as fast as she runs on the street and, and, you know, if she can get past the ABF section without any issue, I think she could easily, um, six hour, six, 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 six and a half. 
Well, so that, it's that's definitely attainable. I know Fawn's been out there hiking it. So Fawn, if you're listening, I'm, I'm going to shoot her a message. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> she's probably, she'll, be, she'll outrun me. <laughs> she's, she, she's awesome. She's hey, a beast. You need to check the podcast out because she talks about, you know, her plan and everything yeah. else and uh, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty good. Um, but, um, well, man, that's, that's awesome. I look forward to, I hope, I hope we get to run again, uh, together, brother. Uh, I, I like, I like, um, sharing trails with, with, with guys like you and uh, that, that, I don't know that we can talk, hang out and that, that right. push me, you know, that, that, that we can push each other. And I, I love that, that, I don't know, the trail community, man, like you said, we're, 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 best. we're rooting for each other. Like if you, if, if I give him my all and you beat me, awesome you know what i mean and you, yeah i'm gonna give you a big hug if you yes. beat me and, yeah and i'm i'm you know i'm bleeding and sweating and crying and you beat me then come here i'm gonna give you a big hug because you earned it yeah and, so are you, are you gonna be with cliff at uh at 100 uh yeah i'll be uh because i'll be between the 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 200s i'll, I'll probably the plan is i'm gonna be out there uh crewing so okay cool well yeah. i'll definitely see you there because you know right now cliff and i have a uh we've we've, we've been talking uh through messenger about plans for AT this year because we both have a right around the same goal. So we feel like it'd kind of be smart for us to hook up together and try to come up with a similar strategy and maybe help pace each other at least till we pick up our pacers. So I think, I think us meeting and having that kind of a, you know, cause he's, I think he's ever bit, as as good if not better than I am. He's he's a heck of a runner. I think he proved that at OT. Considering that was his only his third trail race, that was really amazing. Man. Yeah, I, I I mean I can't wait to see what he'll do at uh, a traveler man. I think it'll be good. And and uh and whether whether you guys are together or not, if I'm out there crewing, man, you need any help, anything, brother, you 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 let me know. I'll be glad to. I'll probably need some foot massages. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> no, you need it, brother. I help you, man. What if it, awesome. if, it, if it'll help you, brother? I, I'm good I'll, I'll, I'll take it um no man and so hey I, I like to ask and i forget sometimes so i, I like to ask about about equipment because I've, I've had a few people that hey they said hey you need to remember to ask because they like hearing what what people are using so so your shoes you're a hoka guy so, i am yep yep so so which ones again you wearing oh i'm doing uh, i do the hoka evo speed goats okay. um you know the racing goats gotcha what about the, what about road when you uh, road, I also, <laughs> I also wear Hoka's. Um, I'm a big fan of the Clifton seven, the new mock fours that have just come out are, are amazing. I mean, I feel like I can wear them on a long run, a short run. They have such, uh, such energy return in them that I've, I've really fell in love with them. Um, and every once in a while I'll switch into a, uh, I actually like the a six Nova blast. Um, yep. they got a pretty, pretty, they got a high stack height on them, uh, yeah. a little bit higher drop than what I, I typically run in, but I don't know they, they feel really good on my feet. So I sometimes switch over to those. Yeah. I, I used to like, uh, like was well, outro. I used to like the superiors cause you could feel the trail, but now I'm getting older. I don't like to feel as much of the trail. Yeah, yeah. It hurts. man. Uh, <laughs> give me some cushion, man. Yeah, I got some it. old knees, yeah, old ankles. Yeah. yeah. Give me all the cushion you can put under my feet. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. So, uh, what, what, uh, what watch are you wearing? Uh, I wear, uh, the Garmin, uh, okay. six X pro. Okay. And, um, Phoenix six X pro and, gotcha. uh, Cool. Cool. What about, what about a pack? You're a handheld guy. Oh uh, man. Like, you know, we go back to love it. I wore my pack. I'm, you know, yeah. I like Nathan stuff and I, I had my Nathan pack on, but I've been training with, you know, holding two Nathan bottles and I should have went with that. At love it. Cause, um, I think I would have hydrated a little bit better had I done that. So yeah, yeah I, I, I used the pack uh, when I first started getting into ultras. Now, the only time I really want to use the pack, I feel is if the aid stations are kind of too far apart, um, then maybe I'll pull the pack back out. But I think from this point forward, after love it, I'll switch back to the two, the two handheld method with a yeah. belt. 
I think, man, sometimes, and, and I, I, I've used handheld, but like, I, I, I don't know, I guess it depends on my strategy. Cause if I wear, I'll wear a pack, I'll load up a little extra and I'll just breeze through aid stations and, and, and make them a little longer if I need to and gain some time there. Um, but I hadn't decided if, I mean, I do it and it works a lot of times, but I hadn't decided if, if I like it or not, but sometimes it's hot, you know, you wear in a pack. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that is one of the things, man, you got, and you, and you know, you feel like you're carrying extra weight, especially if you got a full, you know, liter and a half, two liters worth of water in your bladder back there. I don't know if you're a bladder guy, but I do, I do the, uh, I wear the, uh, ultra spire, uh, momentum vest and it's got two 500 milliliter bottles in the back. So it's kind of, kind of, they fit low and it's kind of, kind of, I like it. It's comfortable, right? But, uh, but still it's, it's still, anyway, that's, I go back and forth with it too. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> next time I might have handheld tool. I don't know. Yeah. Possums, you know, it's going to be really hot, but I, I think for possums and habanero, I'm going to do the, uh, two handheld method and see yeah. if, see how that works out for me which hand it worked out really well i use the uh the nathan um uh, just got some new ones they've got the wide opening on um okay. they're 22 ounces and i cannot think it's not the speed draw plus those are the ones that i usually use at the speed draw okay. plus gotcha okay so uh you, you said in gingy socks uh, ngg socks i love running in uh patagonia trail nine shorts Okay. Uh, ever since I got into a pair of those, I, I, I went out and, and bought a ton of Patagonia trail nine shorts just to I've ne- I've never keep me going for a while. I bought some rabbits and I like them. Uh, and, and, and I've been wearing some of the, uh, I just got handed it off, off screen oh, here. It? Uh, okay. It's the speed max plus. That's, <laughs> oh, okay. that's what I, this is what I used at, uh, the OT 50. Okay. The only thing, the only thing I don't like about this bottle is the, t- the opening on the speed draw. Plus it has the, the, the quick, you know, it's just, you can squirt it right in your mouth. This, you have to suck on it pretty hard and okay. uh, it makes it a little bit harder to get the liquid out, but it's got that massive opening in it where you can put ice and all yeah. that. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's good. Um, no, yeah, you're talking about the shorts. The, the I haven't tried the Patagonias. I, I bought. I, I've been wearing rabbits, and then I, I started um, Exoskin. Uh, I started wearing their little shorty shorts, the little tights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know they're they're pretty comfortable, man, and you don't you don't chafe and stuff. So you know chafing's. Yeah, actually, I actually wore tights in my in my AT100 uh, premiere. I, I wore uh, some two uh, XU tights that okay. have the the vibration control because I thought, okay, I'm going this far. They actually worked out really well for me. I didn't have any chafing anything like that yeah that's good because chafing will mess you up man <laughs> man chafing chafing sucks <laughs> and it's a thing you got you got to deal yeah. with it you got to figure out you either deal with it before or you got to deal with it after yeah you know i always hate those races where you're like oh man i forgot <laughs> to put on my glide yes. you know it's like oh now i gotta hope that the next aid station they got some community lube <laughs> yeah man, boy there's there, there's like no i don't know you just a trail running man you do what you got to do you're using the bathroom in the woods and you gotta oh yeah there's no dignity <laughs> <laughs> dignity goes out the window man there's no modesty in trail running yeah man so hey when you run do you do you do headphones or, or uh no no, no uh, headphones when i'm running trails i do not like wearing headphones uh for a couple of reasons um when i'm running roads i don't mind but when i when i'm in a trail especially a trail race i don't go with headphones uh, because one i like the sounds of nature um because mm-hmm. you're not you're not hearing cars and all that stuff but number two like if somebody's passing me i like to be able to hear them to hear them and also like people to hear me when i'm trying to pass because i know you've probably ran across people that are double wide in the trail and rocking out and you're like hey run on your left run on your left run on your left and then you eventually have to just kind of nudge them and and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, you didn't hear me. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the, of the earbuds while I'm running. Or, or, or you get on the side of them real quick and they, ah, and that's a guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah, you scared me. 
Yeah. I've scared a lot of people that way because they don't expect it, you know, because especially yeah. if you're, if you're going for it and you're, and you're, you know, I've been in some 50 K's where I'm putting down some seven minute miles there at the end yeah. and I'm, I'm just flying past people and they're like, Oh my God, where did he come from? <laughs> I try to like, when you're getting close, like cough or, you know, make some yeah. noise, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, <laughs> I'll straight up scream on your left. <laughs> Like so you're that weird guy. Oh, man. what's that guy's problem? Yeah. Well, any so I think we covered all the equipment. Anything, anything else you use that? Like, oh, what do you do? What are you doing for nutrition? I, I think I saw one oh, of your yeah. posts about uh, trail running not being cheap uh, when you were buying oh, yeah. some of your nutrition. So what, <laughs> I'm a you know I've gone through just about everything you can think of uh, gel wise, but man, spring has been a godsend for me. Uh, I love spring gels, especially uh, Speed Nut. Then, you know, it's got the, the, the big calories, the 280 yeah, calories. Uh, I've been, I've been trying to get away from caffeine, mm-hmm. uh, except for maybe like a shot of Coke or Mountain Dew while I'm running. Yeah. Um, but like the, the gels, I really like the awesome sauce. I like the speed nut. And then for, you know, usually in a drop bag or at camp when I'm doing a loop race, I love the wolf pack, you know, it's the 300 calorie pack and it's so, I mean, the taste of it is amazing. Yeah. So it's really easy to stomach. I don't have stomach issues with it and it keeps me going, you know? Yeah. I, I tested it. Do you, you, you loved it. When I did the Dreadmill 100, that's when I, I used uh spring energy. I got one of their sample packs. And so every other hour, that was my, my fuel. And it was, it was good, man. I just, I might have to sell a kid. If I, <laughs> no, I know, man. That's, it's not cheap, man. That's spring, the problem. Man. I need to get it's them so to sponsor expensive. the podcast or something, you know, <laughs> send me some stuff. I, I like it, but uh, you know, uh, well, the reason why I can't go to talk is because I have to buy spring energy gels. there you go go. that's oh that's awesome uh well uh any any other equipment anything else you what are you doing for uh for your do you do for your uh electrolytes and stuff uh electrolytes i've been actually found something new i've been using the scratch lab super fuel okay um it's it's a 400 i've been doing tailwind forever Mm -hmm. and uh, tailwind's great it's a great product um but the scratch labs has a 400 calorie uh, serving size. So you, a 20 ounce bottle with it was 400 calories. So you're not only hydrating, but you're also getting your electrolytes and you're getting your calories that you need all in one go. I, ha- I haven't tested that. I had some regular uh, scratch labs, electrolytes. How does this taste compared to, to that? Is and it's, it- it's, it's, it's kind of strong. It, it's a, the flavor I got is lemon lime yeah. and it's kind of a, it, at first it kind of, it's a little bit overpowering, but you get used to it really fast. And then I actually find myself craving it while I'm running. It's kind of weird. Huh. Um, you know, especially in a hotter race that I don't know what it is about the lemon lime flavor. Just, it, it just kind of hits something that I need to be hit, you know? Yeah. So and, um, like 400 I, I, calories in 20 ounces. That's huge, man. Yeah. So you don't have to chug it. You know, yeah. you can, like uh, I could, when I was at OT 50, uh, I would go through a bottle of that about every 10 miles. And then I would switch to, uh, I would have another bottle of it in my drop bag. Yeah. And that's what I would do. Like when I ran into you at turnaround, that's what I was filling that bottle with. Okay. That you saw I had that Dasani bottle. I was filling it with the, with the scratch labs. Gotcha. Cool, man. Cool. Well, Brad, man, I, I think we've covered all the things that, that, uh, you know, I mean, I'll probably, we'll probably, um, remember a bunch of stuff that we should have talked about on the air. Oh, probably. We, we're going to go have some more adventures and then we'll get you on again. So, so oh, we we'll talk about man. those. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can foresee we're going to have a lot of fun, man. It's, it, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Well, I'm excited that races are, are happening and, uh, you know, we're getting to, getting to see our friends, getting to race against our friends. Absolutely. And, uh, it's, it's, it's good, man. I'm, I'm hoping the rest of this year, is just blowing and going and, and everybody stays healthy, you know? Yeah. And I can't wait to see what you're doing with the triple crown, man. That's like, uh, honestly, 
uh, I'm going to be living vicariously through you because that, that is, uh, that it, this is going to be so much fun to watch and, you know, I wish you all the best and hopefully, you know, I can, you know, I can participate in it somehow if, if, if possible, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a crazy feat and I cannot wait to watch and see how you do with it. Well, I appreciate it. And when, when you get to do it, man, I will be glad to share all my, anything I, I know and, and glad to help you out with it. Cause, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you'll be tired yeah. of talking to me cause I'm, <laughs> I'll be all up in your, all up in your texts and your inbox. Help me, man. Help me. Well, man, uh, teach me. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I know I'll see you at a, at traveler, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll see you sometime sooner, man, at, at a race or whatever, but, uh, you take care and you keep on running, brother. Keep oh, doing man. what you do. Well, well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.